the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. From our March 9th episode, Richard Steele began his career as a singer in a high school doo-wop group. He has since become a Chicago broadcast legend and has been a presence in the Chicago broadcast market since 1970. The voice tracking came along, which changed everything. Yeah. Uh, voice tracking allowed people who owned radio stations to have uh, like one person in three markets, four markets, much yeah. like syndication. But in this case, it was because I did a little voice tracking for a station here, uh, another station where you just you go in the studio, you just you just do you do the tracks. I mean, you do voice tracking, introducing the records and all that, uh, and uh, you can sort of pretend you're in another market. Just not don't be market specific. Yes. And and then a lot of companies have used that over the years, and it eliminated jobs. You mm-hmm. know, and the bottom line to that is, and then syndication uh, was a big change when when Tom Joyner syndicated. That was the first African-American radio personality who really blew up in syndication. And that changed a lot of things. From our October 29th episode, Petrina, the British bombshell. She was considered a late bloomer. She started her music career as a 20-something-year-old. She's a brilliant marketer performing about 500 shows per year in Florida. We, uh, we basically worked on working on green screening, video editing. Um, we did a, a whole course on, you know, working with, with uh, video and audio and wonderful things like that for promotions. And uh, we had many different ideas. We got working with, with different people to help, especially in the villages up here where I live. Um, and but, where uh, where are you living? Where where are like you the now? Vill- the, the village, the villages, the. <laughs> and and where is that? That is in Florida, right? That's in Florida. Yeah. Yes. It's between the two O's, Ocala and and on Orlando. I okay. <laughs> oh, that's a very cool way of describing it. Between the two O's. Between the two O's. Yeah. <laughs> that's and great. Orlando. From our November twenty fifth episode. Arisa Kusumi Sullivan is a renowned soubrette soprano who has sung on many of the world's most prestigious stages. Arisa is also the director and founder of the Howie Mansion Music Series in Central Florida. 
So I, I began to think about a dream I had had for many, many years to uh, start a chamber music series. Oh. And um, at the time, my friend Brad Coward was renovating the Howie Mansion out in Howie in the Hills, Florida. Mm-hmm. A 1925 historic mansion. Very wow. beautiful. And, um, you know, as you know, with old architecture, there's a lot of hardwood and yeah. stone. And it sounds fat- fantastic when classical music, <laughs> yeah. any kind of music is done out there. And so I began to think about how... You know, I had had all these experiences in Europe and Mm -hmm. in Marlboro Music Festival and just seeing the joy of being in a small, intimate environment Mm -hmm. like a palace Mm -hmm. or a chamber music hall and how you can really touch people on a different level um, with that size. And so um, I approached him and asked him if I could start an educational series um, where we could introduce classical and jazz music to people because I I very much felt at that point that it was my responsibility after having 20-some years of experience performing that I need to pass this on Mm -hmm. to the next generation. Yep, absolutely. If people like like us don't pass that love and appreciation on, it will just die out. And you can see that with the numbers of people who show up at those kinds of concerts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would hate I would hate for that tradition to be lost. So mm-hmm. I felt it was my responsibility to start the Howie Mansion music series. From our September 13th episode, Scott Hildebrand is a singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist whose music pulls from the genres such as Chicago blues of his hometown, as well as indie folk, Americana, and rock and roll. Through his musical journey, he strives to inspire open-mindedness and ignite the adventurous flame in the hearts of the listener. Um, When I was eight years old, I wanted to play drums, actually. And my parents didn't want to hear me banging around on drums, I guess. So they were like, oh, what about guitar? And I had it in my head. I was like, I want to be a drummer. And they... they, Asked my neighbor, not the clocks, but another neighbor, if I could borrow the guitar, um, this acoustic guitar. And I started getting lessons, and I really loved the guitar. But, yeah, it took a few years before I really, I was, I was really bad for many years. Like, I was, I'm not a natural, I'm definitely not a natural musician at the beginning. And Yeah, yeah I think that's true and, for most people. It takes some practice and some experience yeah. to get good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then I, I went through a few different teachers. And then I found a teacher when I was maybe 12, I think, that I loved so much. And he uh-huh. taught me about blues and classic rock and, wow. you know, a little bit of jazz. And that kind of opened my mind. And- From our August 2nd episode, mezzo-soprano Laura Kimmel enjoys working with songwriters and composers to bring varied and uplifting music to the world. She enjoys singing in recital, opera, theater, and television. When did you decide that this might be something you'd like to have as a profession? I started singing, I started singing professionally very, very young, mm-hmm. about 10. Wow. And it was a great source of communication for me because I had moved 
abroad. I had moved to Japan as a child with my mother. Okay. And I did not speak Japanese yet. And while a lot of my schooling was in English, I was with people from all over the world. Wow, that's wonderful. And I felt, at first, I felt a little bit alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt kind of isolated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But once I began being immersed. In From our January 28th episode, we have Mylène Launay, the Parisian chanteuse. Join me as I speak with Mylène, a delightful French singer, and talk about her journey as a singer. Très merveilleux. Absolutely fantastic. Lovely. So, Milene, I want to know, when did you begin singing? How old were you? Were you a child? And, and what were the circumstances around that? Um, first of all, I was fond of the musicals. Okay. But the very old Broadway musicals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I used to watch that on TV at winter time only because there was not Netflix. So I had to wait for the time when we could see that on TV. So it was, uh, it was always a time of joy and uh, life celebration. So I always uh, could associate mm -hmm. <laughs> the music with life and, and happiness. And for me, uh, musicals, it's like, uh, it's like the, the, the life you have you have the the joyful the the the, the, the bad things and everything yes. all the character goes through yes with uh, music and dancing and uh, everything seems easy because of music and dancing from our august 23rd episode saraswati ranganathan is an indian raga artist she is a cross-cultural ambassador, performer, composer, and educator. Her mission is one stage, one music, one community. Yeah, when I, I remember my mom giving me a small vena. She won the vena in a music competition herself when she was young. So she gave a small, not this one, a small vena that, that would work for a six-year-old. Wow. <laughs> so I just started playing. In, in, in those days, it's like when we are growing up, you either learn singing, which is a first preference, because a lot of our music is very vocalized, very lyrical, mm -hmm. very... And it's in so many different languages. <laughs> so when we sing, people understand what we're singing. And then there's a propensity to lean towards singing more. <laughs> so my mom was like, okay, you know, if your voice is not that good, then maybe you should try to learn dance. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, maybe. From our December 23rd episode, Andrea Carlson has a voice like golden honey. A sparkling and alluring spirit, she warms hearts everywhere with her own brand of retro jazz, swing, blues, and roots music. So <laughs> tell us, 
how you started singing, where you're from, um, and, and just kind of where your career is today. You're doing some great things today. Oh, thank you. I, uh, you know, every day is a great day, so uh, I, I cherish all the moments. Certainly um, for me singing, as I was told uh, when I'd be in church when I was two years old, I, I would get out into the aisle and start singing. <laughs> You really got it in your blood, huh? From the very beginning. I, I really, I, I just have always just loved music. And my parents uh, escaped from Hungary in 1956, and I was born later. But uh, the my mother was always Hungarian uh, in her heart. Although my father was very uh, adamant, he said, "We're we're an American now, and we're going to be American." Mm-hmm. So, but I I couldn't help my mother couldn't help but being connected to the music of Hungary. So I grew up on Hungarian gypsy music. Wow! Yeah, that's what I listened to all my childhood, and um, and then uh, you know as as you get to be teenagers and stuff, uh, there was rock and roll, but I I never quite identified, and I think. I thought about this a lot. I loved old movies. I loved the the, the way they dressed. I loved yes. just the atmosphere of it. And really, those gypsy songs have that kind of sound to them. Yes, they do. From our January 6th episode, the Joe Stam Band makes countrified roots rock with an emphasis on the roots, drawing on Stam's small-town upbringing in rural Illinois for a sound that blends heartland hooks with Nashville twang. So tell us how you got started singing. Were you a little kid or did you start later in life or what happened? No, I actually, often I've told the story. I remember when I was a little boy, I was down in my, I had a room in the basement and I was downstairs singing um, to uh, one of the songs from the Aladdin cartoon movie. Oh. Uh, quite boisterously. <laughs> and I remember one of my sisters <laughs> opening the, opening the door to my room and making fun of me. And and that just kind of characterizes what my general attitude towards music growing up was. It was kind of I was a I played sports and was was much more a a jock and yeah. music just wasn't something you did, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had in college um after i was done playing football and everything my last semester i had to take an arts course to graduate and so i took oh. introduction to guitar oh cool and i started writing songs right away and you know i had always i had always liked singing you know in the car and stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was never <laughs> it was never something you know i was gonna do i mean if you'd have told me when i was 18 that i was gonna um sing and, and, and play music and write songs for a living, I would, I mean, it was just, was, I just, I wouldn't have possibly thought that was a realm that I would ever get into. So it just kind of, and then it just kind of, uh, kind of just built it for, from there. We just wow. kept doing it more and more. From our June 2nd episode, Pia Renee is the voice behind many major promotional campaigns. In addition to her newly discovered voiceover talent, Pia is a seasoned singer, songwriter, and musician. She has competed briefly on American Idol, and most recently, she placed in the top nine of season 20 of The Voice. 
tremendously exciting, tremendously, uh, I don't want to say stressful, but, you know, you don't know who's going to turn, if they're going to turn, and you got the, the virtual audience that's looking at you, and there's so much to manage in the moment, and it goes by so quickly. Yeah, I'm so, sure. So, yeah, it, it, extreme wow. excitement would be an understatement. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Absolutely fantastic. So, clearly, you had an exciting last few weeks. We have had many, many wonderful singers featured on this podcast this year. However, we have selected one particular singer as the business savvy singer of the year. And that individual is Michael James Scott. Michael James Scott has played the role of Genie in Disney's Aladdin internationally and on Broadway and in London and the North American tour. And he originated the role in the Australian production for which he won the prestigious Helpman Award for Best Featured Actor in a Musical. Well, I am very excited to report that Aladdin is once again open on Broadway, and Michael James Scott has returned to his role of the genie. I started singing in church, um, and uh, my mom said I sang before I spoke. Wow. Um, and so it was just a thing that was in me. I responded to music. I responded to the sound of music. I responded to uh, singing, you know, um, when, uh, in terms of me listening as a, as a little kid. I responded mm-hmm. to, wow. to the voice, the, the, uh, the sort of vibrations wow. of, of music. And uh, that's where it started. For me, it started in church. Again, we want to congratulate the Business Savvy Singer of the Year, Michael James Scott. Michael, we wish you much, much continued success. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. 
We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.